I'll call you the reader. Like the swimmer. <laughs> the following Friday, Mayo told her parents she was going to Sky Zone. When she arrived, they first talked of how Manea would answer questions. Where she lived, who her parents were, where they might work, what Mongolia was like. Penny had done lots of research and they hoped it would be enough. When Friday came, Penny walked to meet her at the playground. She greeted her with a hug. How was your flight? Just fine, thank you. A little rough <laughs> at the ninth quadrant, but otherwise good, she laughed. Penny laughed too, but was not entirely sure she was joking. All set? She asked Manea when they reached the house. I sure hope so. Penny's parents were in the kitchen preparing dinner. She and Manea went in and sat at the table. Mom, Dad, this is Maneo. Maneo, these are my parents, Tom and Aaron. I just realized Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going for my parents are Ted and Eva. Some for Teeny. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> Middle aged white guy. <laughs> Very nice to meet you, Maneo. Thank you for coming. We'll eat in the dining room. Would you two please set the table? Penny and Maneo gathered the dishes and cutlery. This is a nice dwelling, Penny. Thanks, Maneo. I sh I'll show you my room after dinner. Penny's parents were carrying in the plates of food and set a plate in front of Maneo. She thanked them and looked over at Penny. Penny's mom asked, I hope you like roast beef, Maneo. Penny had asked her mom to make her favorite. Maneo nodded. It should be fine. It looks like meat. You've never had roast beef? Do they not have cattle in Mongolia? Maneo looked down at her plate in horror. This is cat? No, dear, is it cattle? You know, cows. Manea was very confused. It's beef and cow and cattle? What do you eat for meat in Mongolia? We eat, she tried to remember, sheep and goat mostly. Aaron nodded. I've never eaten either of those. Manea cut a piece of beef and tasted it. This is very good, thank you. They chatted as they ate. Where are you living, Manea? Right now we're in an apartment building over in Westfall. The ones off Caledonia Road? Yes, those ones. What are your parents' names, dear? Irene Gammon, which were their actual names. <laughs> Such interesting names, aren't they? Manel nodded while she chewed. What do your parents do for work? My mo uh, mom does bookkeeping at home. My dad works at the airport fixing the planes. Manel and Penny had planned all these details. Penny was pretty sure her parents didn't know anyone who worked at the airport. And it was not somewhere you would run into employees in non-civilian areas. <laughs> Maneo's dad actually works at their airport, called the Pod Bay, where he works on the travel devices and ships. Her mom is a financial examiner. They tried to keep it as close to the truth so Maneo could remember more easily. For dessert, they had ice cream and homemade cookies. Maneo was quite pleased with ice cream. This is amazing! Erin just shook her head. It's just plain old ice cream. I didn't have a chance to make anything fancier. Penny lightly kicked Maneo's foot under the table. Maneo got the hint. Well, it's delicious. <laughs> After dinner, they helped clean up, and then they went to Penny's room. I think that was a success, said Penny. No slip-ups. It's a lot to remember. Not just the details, but the reactions to things. We shouldn't do this a lot. <laughs> they listened to some music, and Penny braided Maneo's hair. <coughs> we don't do this on my planet. What do you do with your friends? Well, we paint our hair. We have music, too. We spend a lot of time outside. We have our three-wheeled pods. We swim. We go to Sky Zone. And we travel a lot with our devices. How many of you travel off-planet? 
Oh, she grinned. It's forbidden for children and adults are required to register a destination. How do they stop you? Well, most devices have a limiter range, but since my dad works at the pod bay, he has codes that you punch in to remove the limit. And he talks a lot about his work. He was talking about working on a device one day, but the limiter needed fixing. Some guy ended up on a moon. Did he die? Why would he die? Wouldn't he suffocate? The pod maintains proper living conditions. He just reset it and came home. He did take some great photos while he was up there. Anyway, Dad left the codes out on his workbench, and I wrote it down. But you don't travel in a pod. The code works for all the devices. <clears throat> it's kind of how you have cars and bikes, and adults have pods. And kids have little handhelds that we use with the swings. It's how the kids get around to see their friends and go buying. Pods spin. Swings generate momentum by pendulum and people power. You just need to generate movement. You know, we might be able to make a bike work. Oh, but then your bike would just drop on the road when you left. She laughed. I have to enter the code every time I travel to override the limiter. Pods have memory. They have a bigger hard drive. Shouldn't call it a hard drive. Adults just have to enter a favorite numbered destination and then press go, which starts the spinning. Oh, I'd hate the spinning, said Penny. No, just the outside of it spins. Oh, like a flying saucer. What? That's how a lot of people show UFOs flying. What are you talking about? Sorry, UFO is unidentified flying object, and sometimes people say flying saucer. There are many people who say they've seen alien spaceships. Really? I may have thought about this. I guess I would never know who else is traveling. It can't only be me. How many have seen these? A lot. Linnea was shocked. Do they land? Not that I know of, but lots of people say they've crashed here and that the government hides it. Maybe those people go missing. Maybe that's what happens. And what about the missing children? Manea stared at Penny. If I went astray coming here, I wouldn't have a pod to keep me safe. I could go somewhere without food to eat or air to breathe. They both sat in silence and considered this. Manea's device beeped its warning. I have to get back now. Don't worry, the devices are well made. They said goodbye to Penny's parents and walked to the playground, Penny pushing her bike beside her. Maneo set her device and vanished. Can I keep going? Sure. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Penny walked with Rachel to school Monday morning. Did you see troopers at the Metro Center? asked Rachel. Yes. We have to get tickets. They agreed to pick them up Thursday night at the mall. Nighttime bus rides are the best. Now they're on the bus. I also see a mistake. <laughs> uh, we need to decide what we're wearing for Halloween, Penny. What about what we wore last year? I like dressing as dogs, and the outfits are warm. <laughs> they turned the last corner toward the school. A concrete box stood beige on the hillside. It's been pretty cold out. We have to consider that. True, but I still want something new, said Rachel, pulling open the school door. I'll meet you at lunch at our spot, said Penny. Rachel nodded and turned right to go to her math class. Penny turned left and headed for calculus. Penny stood by the library waiting Sorry. for... How old? I know. I just heard that too. Calculus, okay. So I'll change that to something else. <laughs> uh, she just went to English. Okay, she just went to English. <laughs> That's a safe bet, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to show that because Penny's always Difference. reading. Right. I just didn't think her age 50. No, we didn't have that. I felt so great to have. 
Okay. <laughs> Penny stood by the library waiting for Rachel. She was late. Penny wondered what was taking her so long. Three more long minutes went by before she saw Rachel coming up the stairs. She walked toward her. Sorry I'm late. Rachel breezed by her and turned and put her back against the wall. She slid down till she was seated. Come on, I'm starving. Penny turned and sat the same. She opened her lunch bag and pulled out the tinfoil square. <coughs> she hoped it was egg salad with sprouts. Her dad always made her lunch. She unwrapped it to find what she hoped. She had a little carton of milk. There was an apple and a cookie and a note. She grinned and pulled it out. The note said, one apple good for teethies, one cookie good for nothing. She laughed out loud. Rachel smiled. Another note from your dad? Yep. Penny smiled from ear to ear. She read it and Rachel laughed with her. Dad is so funny, Penny. They finally settled on being cats this year. It would keep them warm and be different and you only had to change the ears and tail. They also decided to swap ears and tails so they'd both be black and white. Two nights before Halloween they got together to make their ears and tails. They still had fabric left over from when they made the costumes. They were chatting and planning their route. We have to go to the Laidlaws, said Penny. <coughs> the Laidlaws were on the next street over. They always made homemade treats. They came with their name and address stuck on them. You always knew you could trust what they gave out. They usually had caramel apples wrapped in saran wrap. Penny would always wait to eat it when she got home. Many ate them on the spot, still warm. And we can't miss the haunted house, said Rachel. That house was the next street over in the other direction. You would be invited in by a butler to the porch, and then you would look left up the three small steps to the living room, all the way down to the end where there was a rocking chair. Rocking. It was the scariest thing we'd ever seen. We were terrified and we couldn't move. The butler had to tell us to leave. He dropped little chocolate bars into our bags. We turned and left. They moved right <coughs> to get around the line that had formed. Breathing in the cold air, they stared at each other and laughed. Let's go to the Shaw's and then get the caramel apples. They turned left and ran down Carr Street past Rachel's house. Mrs. Shaw opened the door. She saw them running. Hello, girls. You two look so sweet. She always gave them extra bars. She was the nicest lady and they really liked her house. It wasn't a bungalow like all the others. It had one story on the left and two stories on the right, with the left one exactly in the middle of the other two. It had really neat staircases inside. Arriving at the Laidlaws, there was a lot of commotion. A lot of kids were talking in the yard. These are amazing. Oh, these are good. This year, there weren't caramel apples. There were giant brownies instead, and they were warm. They were heaven. And their last stop was Penny's neighbor's house, the Earhart's. They were a family of four, parents of a boy and an older girl. They gave out big bars, and you got to choose which kind. They never ran out of Kit Kat. It was always there. She suspected it was saved just for her. It made her feel special. They would be laid out on a TV table for you to pick. The dad, whose nickname was Bus, bid them good night when they left. They replied with, you too, thanks for the bars. They keep going. They walked slowly across the lawn to Penny's house. They were tired and staring into their very full pillowcases. Penny selected a small Kit Kat. Rachel picked an arrow. Penny savored and rolled her chocolate in her mouth. Penny, Rachel had that weird sound in her voice, the sound she makes when she wants you to think she's asking a question with no agenda. There was always an agenda with that tone. And this, this is the part we'll fix later. But Rachel asks, you didn't buy those tickets, did you, Penny? 
question already establishing who's in the wrong. Penny, <clears throat> and then I just have some notes and then I skip to the very end because we've run out of time and it was really late. But do I wait and fill this in later or do I skip you right ahead? How much are we talking about? Oh, it's just this, but I just told it in point form. You finish it up. But I'll have to fill in the... Yeah, so just... Ultimately, Rachel backs out of the concert. Okay. And Penny gets upset. So why does Rachel back out? Because uh, she's going to go do something with uh, that Did other girl. Oh. They have something special So you got on. a bit of conflict starting there. Yeah. Okay. And Penny gets upset and runs away. She ends up at the playground, swinging, swinging hard, pumping her feet. She calls out for Mineo, the wind whistling by her ear. Her words rise up into the sky. She speeds into a forward arc, and she is transported. Oh, lovely. Very, <laughs> I'm glad you read that. Yeah. It's well written, too. Mm -hmm. oh, very well written. Thank you. Wow. Um, I think one of the strongest um, aspects of your writing is your attention to detail. Like the eating the meal and the, you know, confusion of meat, sheep, goat, things like that. <laughs> that was cute. Um, yeah, yeah, they, and, and the words, the, the ninth quadrant, you know, just there's enough in it to just make it unusual and capture interest. Yeah, um, if it were mine, I'd go back and change a few of the repetitive words. You know, you probably saw them, you said um, a long time and then a long minute, one right after the other. Okay. Um, just, but they're they're minor. They're they're things you go back to, and when you hear it, you'd say, "Yeah, I got two, like." You I had, do it all the time. You had one word that was repeated like <laughs> six times in one paragraph. I, know, I try to stop <laughs> saying the word "headed" now too. I go, "Oh, awesome!" Yes, yeah, so you're yeah. headed to there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love the cat dog business. How you could change one to the other, and this is how you've really done. But sliding down the wall. Yeah. When they got to the light, you know, I thought, yeah, we used to do that. Yep. I couldn't do that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> we used to do it together. We, like, yeah. there'd be two or three of us, yeah. and we'd put our backs and then slide. And then just slide. Yeah. To, yeah. To your furniture. <laughs> and the Halloween tour with the names and, and choosing the houses and what they were going to get. Like, I, those concrete things make it very real, That's you know. Cute. And, and you, I had one question. Other than Maneo must have long hair because mm -hmm. she was braiding it, I don't have a clue what she looks like. Hmm. Have we ever been told? Like I, did, I thought, well, is it brown? her coat at the first. Is she skinny? Is she fat? Is she tall? Is she short? Is she, is she got a... Hmm. I mean, and she's supposed to be from my... Uh, what got me thinking about what does she look like was she's supposed to be from Mongolia and... Don't Mongolian people have certain features? And was did they choose that because she looks a little Mongolian? And I know the pictures no, of aliens look Mongolian. <laughs> you know when you see them with their eyes? Don't, don't, don't they a little? Oh, That's come where on. the UFOs are from. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, just, I'm just thinking, mm. I'm just questioning, like, how does she get away from being from Mongolia if she's a blonde, you know? Western-looking person. I don't know. No, no. I, I, I was mm. just thinking that the parents probably wouldn't know what <laughs> any different, right? Yeah. But that, no. yeah. 
no, they pro- no, but I'm yeah, no, no, that's it was what just I what was going on yeah. in my head, and okay. and then like you said, she braided her hair, and I thought, oh, what does Minnie look like? And I really don't know, and I don't know. Is it important? No. <laughs> I don't find it important. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'd just be rereading Charles Dickens, mm-hmm. and you know every character, you know. Yeah, it, described it, every detail. Yeah, yeah. and and um, I guess maybe that's why I'm thinking. Okay, I want to know. I want to know more about her physical appearance. Yeah. In my you mind, she's a brunette. Oh yeah. Pardon me. In my mind, she's a brunette, but see, that's the beauty. It doesn't matter. It's, right. Real Rachel's a brunette. You know, you you allow each person to create their own. Yeah. Rather than giving every it's, last detail. I mentioned her eye color, I think. Don't I say they're violet? I, I don't remember. So. Mm. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. I, I like it's, it's best, I think, when you do descriptions, that you those little things like that come in. Like you don't just describe the character, yeah. Images, but they're they're pointed out. So the violet eyes, and now I know she has long hair. Well, and I could add in she braided her. You did, what colored hair? Her. Auburn hair or whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and funny enough, when they, they're together, I always see them as being the same height. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like they're just, it's not like mutton jackets. No. Like, okay, these are, these are. Mutton <laughs> <laughs> You know what, though, I'm old. You know, mutton jeff. <laughs> My sister and I were called mutton jeff <laughs> oh, okay. as kids by some of the, oh. one of our neighbors. Oh. We were also Laverne and Shirley. Oh, we were Laverne and Shirley. (laughs) Okay. All I can think of was Sleepless in Seattle, the girl that uh, used her mom's uh, travel agency to book the flight to NYC. No way. That's that's (coughs) NW, New York City. (laughs) She was good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, She was good. That was an excellent movie. Because, yeah. like, that's how uh, Moneo, you know, she basically borrowed her dad's codes, like, yeah, copied right. it down. And I'm just thinking, yeah. boy, that's risky, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, that was really well done because it answered a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. You know, how does she do it? And, you know, and the very fact that it's forbidden. That's the first time I think we learned that it was really not. Yeah. Um, that, of course, increases the suspense. Bypassing well, limits. It, it, it also makes you, you know, realize that they're not bopping off everywhere either. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, you know, what happens if the kid goes wrong somewhere? Well, you know, yeah. they're all the planets. Well, he ended up on a moon, but he got some really nice photos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you answer all those questions like, well, what about air? Well, in the pod, it's self-sufficient and this kind of yeah. thing. No, it's, the details, as I said, are, are probably, for me, one of the very best aspects of it because I can really... You answer my questions as they come up. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. and and um, yeah, and you give me enough information to keep it grounded and real and yeah. whatever. Yeah. The only jarring right. thing for me, and it's just my opinion, so okay. don't change it. Okay. It's just my opinion. My mom or dad never made my lunch. I was on my own. So <laughs> there were never any notes or you know, oh, unless I wrote it myself. That's <laughs> true. My dad always made my lunch and he yeah. gave me notes. And, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I love I know, that. I used to. Like, I used you to, were but now it's not so much anymore. <laughs> yeah. I tried to slip like a Yeah. I've okay, all right. I've made heart shaped sandwiches or heart shaped cheese or something one nice. time. And then for the first day of school I wrapped <laughs> I thought I was being so cool. I, I wrapped little 
two boxes of Smarties left to put in their bags. Well, yeah. what did I do? Left the Smartie package sitting on the table the next morning. So they found it. I'm like, well, there goes that surprise. Uh, <laughs> surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I said to Willow, I'm like, yeah, I guess that spoiled that. She's like, yeah. Maybe, maybe why I'm enjoying this so much, too is that you are taking so many details from your own life that yeah. so they're fresh and vivid and oh yeah you know, it's easy yeah. and that, and then you just tweak them to, mm-hmm. to suit your story which that's wonderful yeah yeah okay thank you so much oh and she's in her cat costume by the way oh she's still in her cat costume because well, it's Halloween. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she transports oh yeah. i like that oh, was it a black tail or a white tail <laughs> Yeah. Do I should I mention it or wait till she's on? Oh, I'd wait. I would wait. I would wait. Whatever happened, oh. wherever she because winds up. Because that's very powerful. The way you've okay. just done it. Suddenly yeah. she's gone, and I mean, what kid isn't your adult isn't going to turn the page? And <laughs> you know, oh, I'm only going to the end of this chapter tonight. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to see what's coming next. Yeah. That's why I was feeling like I had to get there too. So it's like, oh, I'm just going to skip us right there. <laughs> I don't like you, Rachel. I'm skipping. <laughs> Um, Thanks. got all the good, uh, the Halloween stuff. Mm-hmm. At some point at the, the haunted house, you started using we instead of they, I assume. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Uh, did I, did... yeah, I don't know. So, and then, then I was kind of, I missed somewhere how it went from planning their Halloween to actually being Halloween speed of it no well i I don't want to say transition because i know that freaks you out but (laughs) but i just i because they were planning like they said they go to the laid laws because they made the apples and then all of a sudden we're anyway all i can think of was something as it could be something as simple as the the big night arrived yeah yeah or you You know know. maybe the visual visually but i just because i was kind of like wait a second weren't they just sitting in the hallway yeah, I'll find that. Hang on. Anyway, oh, just but yeah, this the the haunted house. I forget what the name was. Easy fix. But they, yeah, definitely it went to we, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I yeah, I'm. Oh, just I'm hard. I have a hard time with that, eh? Oh no, and it's you know. That's why they're rewriting. Exactly, yeah. and the other thing, the reason, and I'm sure part of it is is that you're in your head and you're doing it. You're because you yeah. you know you've lived it, so you, you get into yeah, that's the. That's what we. I was just thinking. Yeah, like, it's, it's always oh. details from her childhood, so. It's like, well, we did it, you know, because you <laughs> yes, did it. That's we did. What, yeah. yeah, these are all real places <laughs> yeah. we went. I mean, yeah. did, are the names real or did you yeah. make them? They are. Oh, oh well, Laid Loves yeah. and okay. Earhart's. And, okay. Um, That's wonderful. Yeah, the Shaw's. Um, Reminds me of the swimming pool thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all those names. Yeah. <coughs> and somehow by giving them a name. Mm. Again, it grounds it, it doesn't identifies it? Them, it identifies yeah. it. Even if you ne- do you never hear those people again, it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and his nickname is Boss. <laughs> Boss Earhart. <laughs> yeah. Boss Earhart. Uh, like uh, Amelia Earhart and Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> he got the two yeah. of them together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, I go to Halloween. Maybe I was just slow on the... No, but I can see a lot. They finally settled on being cats. Is that I can't use they there either, right? Yeah, well, they. No, I can. Yeah, they. But it was, it was. They got together. Uh, now they're traveling. Maybe I just missed the. 
Oh, but I'm telling it all in. Um, yes, oh. it, it's all they. So you can't put a we in. We can't miss the haunted they. house. We. Then, well, that's okay if you say that. That that's fine in a in a dialogue. But then I think there was we were never so scared or something. That's the line I remember. They the chair were never at the end so of the hall. Scared. Yeah, I go from we were terrified. The butler had to tell us to leave. He dropped little chocolates into our bags. We turned and left. That's yes. all we. Like you've changed to first person, first person narration from but third I was person. Talking as though, like from the year before, like the house was on the next trip. I'm telling the fill in. How, how do I do that? Um, well, it, it's, it is it actually in dialogue? No. Yeah, that's it would have to be, it be in that. speech. Like they'd have to be talking to each yeah. other too. Um, but if I leave that. it as dial as just what you could do is make it dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Or say something <coughs> um, remember well, yeah, anything about remember. They were remembering, no. See, and that's where there's where I'm I'm like it, 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 I think it did get a little muddled on what they were remembering because that's what I, I was with you when you were remembering stuff. And then yeah. all of a sudden it seemed like they were right there. Last year they went to So Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, in order to leave it as we, you'd have to make them say it. And, you know, remember last year when, uh, you know, we were, remember we were never so scared, blah, blah, They'd have to have to say yes, it. Yes. If yeah. you're actually just going to tell if it. Penny said it. Yeah. Or, well, Rachel, anybody could well, say uh, it. Either Rachel or Penny. But if you're just yes. going to tell, yeah. you can't use we. Right. You know, Penny could be thinking in her head, she remembered, you know, that they had never been so scared, but she would still never say we in okay. her head. How do I that was good. That? that was good for you to pick that up. I totally missed mm. it. I'm surprised you did, actually, because I was like, I maybe I didn't. Maybe no, no. When, <laughs> when she started saying, I said, yes, now I remember. But it didn't know. Yeah, that that attests to how good the story is, though. Because mm -hmm. we're, oh. just, we're just going, like, I'm not noticing yeah, the grammatical problem. Thanks. <laughs> not that I wasn't, I, you know. I, you know, the good part is there, too. But that just, because it, it, it catches me. That's, you know, when you're... What's yeah. the... Uh, uh, yeah. The queen, you know, one one. She well, she said she calls one. herself we. Yeah, that's yeah. the royal we. Oh, the royal yeah. we. Yeah. Yes, so yes. We are not amused. Yeah. <laughs> I, I used that at the gym with my trainer. He's like, so we're gonna do this and this and this. We we are, are we? <laughs> this is yeah. the royal we. This is the I'm doing it. You're watching. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now come on, let's go. One, yeah, exactly. Two, one, right. Two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? I will. Thanks. What the heck? On the same side of the room. <laughs> <clears throat> Summers at the Sanitarium, Part 3. The Afternoon Shift, Sunlight and Shadows. Of the three shifts I worked at Homewood, I enjoyed the three... Th oh, three and three. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a movie where someone's obsessed with the number 6-9 or something? Of the various shifts I worked at Homewood, I enjoyed the 3 to 11 one the most. Each summer, my housemate and my boyfriend left Waterloo to work in some exotic place. Toronto, or Montreal, or Wawa. <laughs> really, truly. She went to Wawa. Been there. You've been to Wawa? I have. I don't think I have. We drove through coming out and they have... And it wouldn't. They have I, a giant goose. They and but they also have totems. Yeah. And okay. it sent my middle kid almost catatonic. Really? Oh. Terrified. 
So we're standing there looking, and they're not terrible. I mean, they're colorful. They're, you know. And and then all of a sudden, she's on to me. And I can't move. And, of course, Blair's walked away with the oldest one. So I've got the two little ones. And I'm like, what the heck? And we go to a restaurant, and we were talking, you know, and we said something about, yeah, the totem scared her. And she's like, oh, well, I guess I better not tell it. There's one in the corner. That's it. She stopped eating. And I'm like, oh, my God. No way. (laughs) Where's Wawa? It is somewhere oh between. God. Okay, give me a sec. My map, my my skills are off. North of Sault Ste. I was gonna say so. Yeah, oh, it's so like it's Sudbury. Okay. I remember because we traveled across. You go I never got up to Sudbury. Across Lake Superior, way across, almost to the Manitoba border. Yep. And you go straight up, and you hit a little place called Wawa. Okay, so you gotta really go. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to the French. You gotta river, want to be there. <laughs> well, or you know, hey, it's we were. It was our drive. From it was a drive back, so we, and we yeah. had spent the night there, and I think in Sudbury. And well, you see what this, somebody's yeah. gonna read this and say "wah wah," and then they'll be on their computer. That's right. <laughs> but we I did see the big see the goose. Totems. I remember the big goose, and I think we hit the Tim Hortons on the way out of town. <laughs> yeah. and what we're you... doing for tourism for our places. That's right. <laughs> I'll continue. Sorry. There's no problem, Toronto, Montreal, or Wawa. (laughs) With little to entertain me in the evenings, I looked forward to the drive to Guelph and the work that awaited me there. The wards at home would be quiet in the afternoon. At times, when I was assigned to B3, I watched soap operas with some half-dozen patients. On other occasions, I accompanied four or five women on leisurely strolls through the lush grounds. I much preferred the latter activity. 137 years ago, when two former prison inspectors founded the institution, a private asylum for the insane and inebriates, they provided, quote, appropriate living conditions for people who needed therapy and had the means to pay for special care. Part of that special care included access to a therapeutic landscape of water and greenery. In 1916, the Globe printed a letter written by Veronica, a Guelph resident. Quote, I'm sure you'd all admire the view from our front windows. Our house is at the head of a little street that runs down to the river speed, so we have a clear view of that stream. The other side of the river is closely wooded, and the trees were a picture when they were turning all colors. The Homewood Sanitarium is at the top of the hill, and every day as the leaves fall, we discover new buildings that couldn't be seen before. One of the buildings is called the Manor and looks just like an old English home situated in a large park. The scenery all around is beautiful also as there are hills in every direction, either wooded or laid out as farms. When I arrived at the sanitarium 50 years later, later, the original 19 acres had grown to 55 and the farms had transformed into large blocks of second growth forests framing open areas of lawn and ornamental planting beds with specimen trees. Although I never spotted any, a host of gardeners kept the grounds naturally pristine and the crushed stone walkways in perfect repair. On one ward to which I was assigned, no occupant ever experienced the curative power of nature. Only upon arrival each day did I learn to which unit I was to report. My spirits plunged when I read B4. On my first shift there, I sounded the buzzer. The door opened. A rank odor of urine and disinfectant assaulted me. My head 
stretched a long, broad corridor. The hall appeared to be wider than those in the other wards. No hardwood floors with Persian carpets or tea tables and chairs punctuated the space. Here, faded paint and ugly green linoleum reigned. Parked along each wall, like trains on parallel tracks, stood a few dozen wheelchairs, pushed there every morning, hidden away every night. Each chair clutched an ancient woman, all in white, hospital gown white. Some patients wore straitjackets. Some cradled and cooed to little babies nestled in their laps, more alive in their ruined minds than their fully grown children and grandchildren. One time a patient dropped or threw her bundle. I found it lying in the middle of the corridor, returned it to the wrong mother. What a howl ensued. <coughs> Another nurse rectified the situation. The childless crone stared into nothingness, and my presence went unperceived. Thankful to learn that I would have little to do with the wheelchair regiment, I was shown into one of the four windowed rooms. Each spacious room held four beds. My superior introduced me to some of the occupants. Closest to the double door entry lay Miss Murray, heiress to a serial empire a resident of Homewood from the age of 17, 40-something now, a massive woman, perhaps over 300 pounds, a special hoist hung over her special bed. No expense was spared. Miss Murray neither spoke nor seemed to hear. She was bathed and changed and kept as comfortable as possible. I never saw her fed. I'm not sure how that was done. In the window of the corner of the same room sat Violet, an important politician's wife, ever smiling, ever gracious. Oh, nurse, I seem to have soiled the bed. She was petite and frail and always grateful. Every Sunday for the first months after her arrival, Violet's husband made the long journey from Ottawa to Guelph to visit her. A dozen red roses accompanied him each time. His wife of many decades smiled and chatted and knew him not at all. When the husband's grief had abated, the head nurse suggested that his visits were unremembered. He stopped the Sunday ritual. In the four summers I worked at the sanitarium, he was the only visitor to B4. In the far corner of another ward resided a pediatrician, a researcher at a major hospital. All day she sat upright in her bed, wide-eyed, vacant-minded. Her mental breakdown had been sudden and complete. When the medical institution searched for the results of her years of investigation, they found nothing. She had stored everything in her head. In the same room as the doctor, the bed in the far right corner contained a missionary, tiny and brittle, with a short shock of unexpected black hair. I don't recall her name. Perhaps because she was my biggest challenge and my worst fear, I chose to forget it. I'll call her Miss Steele. Miss Steele was a catatonic schizophrenic. 
Years ago, she had curled herself into a rigid fetal position, fists clenched, eyes squeezed shut, lips sealed in a tight line, and had never uncoiled. She always lay on her right side, facing into the room rather than the wall. Perhaps the staff had encouraged the position. That way, it was easier to feed her. That job was mine. I remembered a description of catatonic schizophrenia in one of my psychology texts. How different it was reading about the condition and trying to feed someone with it. As instructed, I tied a towel, bib-like, around her neck, ladled a little broth onto a small spoon, forced the compressed lips apart, and poured in a few drops. An hour later, the towel had eaten more than Miss Steele. Unclenching Miss Steele's fist to trim her nails was another of my responsibilities. Thankfully, that happened less often than feedings. I required another staff member to assist me to loosen the vice-like grip. There were times I thought we might break bones. I was grateful for her more accessible toenails. One afternoon, melamine bowl of stock in hand, I approached the wide entry to Miss Steele's room. I looked up, dropped the bowl, gaped. Miss Steele was sitting upright in bed, gazing at the door. Two round black eyes took me in. A thin smile creased her face. I don't remember what happened then. I do know that the next time I was assigned to B4, Miss Steele was catatonic again. But ever after that day of her awakening, I entered the room with caution and not a little trepidation. One night, about eight or nine o'clock, the nurse in charge requested my assistance. We entered a small room that I never knew existed. On what appeared to be a massage table, lay a large woman with a sheet draped over her naked torso. The dim light enhanced the translucence of her skin. On a nearby stand were white washcloths and a bowl of clear liquid. The nurse instructed me to soak a cloth in the astringent, wring it out, wring it out then massage the woman's body. Opposite me, the nurse performed the same task. For the next hour or more, no further words were spoken. At first, I was repelled by the spongy texture, texture of the pallid flesh. Further, <coughs> the purple subcutaneous pools disturbed me. However, in a short while, the repetitiveness of the action, the silence and the pale light transported me to a place of quiet meditation. Minutes slid by without thought or feeling. At last, the nurse spoke softly. You can stop now. She's gone. Baffled, I looked up. I was unaware that I had been ministering to a dying person. I said nothing. I felt nothing. I backed out of the room. The patient's going was my first up-close encounter with death. There had been other passings in my 20 years of living, but I was never present at them. <clears throat> For decades after the Homewood experience, I don't believe I grieved the loss of a loved one. I didn't know how. Then, my dog died. 
The winter I retired, I adopted Sophie, an Australian terrier. terrier. We played in the garden, explored the neighborhood, strolled the beach, and cuddled on the couch. We were best friends. Just short of her 14th birthday, Sophie fell down a flight of stairs. Her brain smashed against her skull. Her hind legs refused to work. She gazed at me, her dark eyes surprised and confused. The veterinarian said that nothing could be done. I accepted his advice of euthanasia. I cradled Sophie's soft and furry and warm body. Minutes later, the doctor said, she's gone. This time, I knew I was in the presence of death. This time, instead of feeling nothing, I felt everything. Pain, sorrow, loss, anger, love, and an indescribable emptiness. When my time to die arrives, even though my body may be cold and bruised, I hope someone I love will be there to hold me. I just started writing and I just kept writing and I had no idea where I was going. Mm. Usually I have some idea. Yeah. Well, it'll be a story, it'll be sanitarium. And this yeah. Is safe. And I ended up oh, talking yeah. about death. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> mm -hmm. The the there's a line at the beginning. Something about in their brains aged. Ru ruined minds. Yeah, ruined minds. They were in minds. They didn't. Yeah, they, the babies were more real than the children. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Where do they go? It was a terrible place to work. Yeah. So whenever I know people are working, I, they don't call them. They call them senility wards and whatever now. But um, I just mm. I, all this comes back. And this was a private hospital. They were paying a fortune to mm -hmm. have these people. Stay yeah. There. And so you could imagine what went mm -hmm. on in the, the government's the lots of rooms. <laughs> yeah. Are they just sitting there soiled? My they friend do. was in rehab in the States just this year. Yeah. And they had to wait for hours for someone to come change her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one thing, you know, they, they took very, very good care of these people. Um, now I'm thinking of one last one but I'm just not sure about it yet. So we'll see. So I love your description of the, what the wheelchair is, trains oh, are, or trains well, on yes. the I'm like, oh my gosh. Parallel tracks. Yeah. yeah. Clutched ancient women. Yes. <laughs> All in white. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the whole introduction to when you get there and you're, you, you're, your spirits plunge or well, when you see where you're going and then the smell and the corridor. Yeah. That's the first page. Is, it's called Sunlight and Shadows. So the first page is really, this is a glorious place to work. It, I mean, I have <coughs> on my blog, there's a picture of the sanitarium from, I don't know when, with all these gorgeous mansions, you know, <coughs> all across the hill. It was, and the, the grounds were spectacular. 
Um, but the but then and leave the building. Some of them, but, yeah. But then you get to this one, you know, and suddenly it's like, okay, mm. this is this was entirely different. Yeah, entirely different. All right. I noticed a few things as I read it, actually. But other than that, <laughs> just leave it as it is. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Was the river really called Speed? Speed River. Huh. Yeah, it seems like an odd name, but. And you know, this little, this writing, she's got tense changes, she's got wrong things. Like, <laughs> it's not good, you know, but it's, it was right, written in 1916, and this is how she wrote, like that little quote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And oh. yet, and yet, it's so perfectly, for me, it's just so perfectly described what an outsider saw yeah. and I, that's why I want like we look across at these grand buildings and the manor and the woods and mm -hmm. it looks like heaven mm. you know now as you know from the first one on the other on the roadside was the wall right and you didn't see any of this this woman happened to be across the river you know oh. and so she could she saw an entirely different perspective of the sanitarium yeah. so it was it, it's it's kind of neat um, but yeah, so so we have a clear view of that stream. Well, that stream, Speed River, was like a torrent. <laughs> so I thought, okay, that's quaint. <laughs> quaint. Yeah, really. mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. She changes tenses and she does all sorts of. There was a wee bit in here, where in the introduction, where she says she's not good at painting pictures with words or with paint, but I left that out. I didn't think it was relevant. Anyway. <laughs> Excellent. Mm. Okay. Right. Which one? I don't care. I'll read. Oh, I don't now, think I've read this. Now, just a minute. Okay, so we were in Egypt with Pythagoras. Yes. And then I thought he had gone to an had he gone to another place? Um, oh, there was mention of Memphis. He was in Memphis yes, before yes. that. Before that. So, are we still? Where are we? I need to know. <laughs> you're in Egypt. I'm still in Egypt. And you're at the Temple of Thoth. Okay, and, the, and not the, Memphis, but a eight town. And the creatures are underneath the floor there. No, they live underground. Yes, no. Well, we haven't gotten to that part. Yeah, we haven't right? got to that We're part. We're talking about it. Oh, because okay. they were trying to set him up to get. They were going to put him in the crypt or something to make him yeah. think that he is suddenly get all this knowledge or something. They yeah. were planning. Is there anything quick I should know before you start? Other than being in Egypt, <laughs> there's uh, no dinosaurs. Pam's response, Pam will enjoy this part. So Pam sent me an email, and she goes, I would cut everything up to this point. <laughs> oh, she went to. <laughs> and so I read it, I'm like, well, but yet I went to the, because it is a lot of backstory, but like I'm going to tie it off in the next thing, you know. Okay. Like, so it's kind of like, so like, oh, well, how am I going to do this if I cut everything that goes <laughs> so I thought that was priceless so I've been t trying to figure out okay how do I do this I'm not satisfied with this at the moment okay like I don't know it's just something's not right it doesn't uh... just before you start yeah <laughs> would you pass me the plate of food yeah <laughs> and a serviette That's all on there, isn't it? <laughs> mm. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
So anyway, uh, what's happened is uh, oh, sure. for for you, Brenda, <laughs> is oh, if you're holding on to it, I'll look up. Okay. He's figured out <laughs> that if he if buys a a lamb, uh, he oh, right. he, yes. he realizes that the priests at the temple of Thoth are hungry, and except for maybe a couple times during the month when people actually have money and then they give to the temple. So feast or famine sort of thing. Yeah. So if he was to provide a feast, maybe they'd be happy, it. and then they'll, you know, it's kind of like a little bribe. Ah, uh, okay. So that's what he did in Memphis when he was in Memphis in Egypt. Uh, earlier, he went to another temple. Is it Memphis in Egypt? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the it's south on the Nile River, am I right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and anyway the. A-Town, then, is where he is, because that's where the Temple of Thoth... So Thoth would be the god of wisdom and writing. And oh, really? Yeah. He's the one that, you know, gave all the the knowledge and stuff, so he's one of the many gods. Okay. So he, there is a feast that's being prepared, now he's going to the feast. And I don't like it, but it's what I got, and so... <laughs> I don't know, I think it's missing something, I'll probably change it. Oh. As well as I'm still thinking about, you know, Pam says, well, er- everything, because prior to this, what I read last time, was it just talks about how the Hanu, one of the priests, invited him, and then the head priest is pissed off. Like, how are we going to fool this guy? Because we don't have secrets. He wants secrets. There is a, a library that was boarded up mm-hmm. because the priest, the head priest, doesn't want it open because... Of stuff that happened in the past, which is all this backstory stuff. Oh, okay. So, and I don't have it in this, but basically Hanu's going to somehow help Pythagoras get into the library, or somehow there's a way. Would there be any way of that? Like, I appreciated details of the backstory, but maybe it was just a little mundane, not mundane. Well, I'm wondering if I could, you know, uh, make Put those details into elsewhere. the action, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I thought I was doing, but because <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I was kind of copying how you know, uh, you know Stephen King and some others. What they do is they give you this short little, you know, background, so you get into the character, then they kill them off. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, basically that's what's the whole point, because okay. the bad dragon is you know going to go in, and all the priests are going to be dead. Oh, all right. Okay. So. But how to do that in such a way that's clever and stuff. So there's probably going to have to be more rewriting figuring out how to do it. Um, But this is what I got. Uh, This is the first go at it. Uh, The Greek arrived at the Temple of Thoth at sunset. The outer walls blushed in the light. A slight breeze hinted at the night's coolness, while the day's heat radiated off the sand and the temple stones. You haven't heard this yet, have you? No. Okay. Because there's always this fear. Have I read this before? See, I have all mine labeled. I label my story with comments. So first or started at whatever date, ended the same date, and so I can't try to keep track. You said something about blushed in the night, and that was beautiful, and I I wrote the word, and I would would have remembered if I'd heard that. Okay. Well, that's good. It's new. Uh, Let's see. Uh, the slight breeze hinted at the night's coolness while the day's heat radiated off the sand and the temple stones. His worn sandals swished along the stone pavement. A carved baboon glowed red in the last light of day, creating intense shadows in its eyes, giving it an ominous appearance. 
Nineteen more baboon statues with shadowed eyes likewise stare into darkness. The Greek's stomach flip-flopped. Um, he remembered how the priests in Impus had welcomed him after they realized he would not go away. It had taken patience, but he had worn down their resistance. Now he hoped the gift of the lamb would break down the barriers blocking his access to the library at the Temple of Thoth. It had been obvious Hanu looked forward to the lamb dinner, but would the high priest? He had met Akem only twice, once after he had arrived. His success in Memphis had made him overconfident. The high priest accepted the letter of recommendation and had offered him the house to use, but then ignored him. He cringed at the memory of the second meeting. He had threatened the high priest, threatened him. Looking back on it, it had been his biggest mistake. He tried brushing it off, but if tonight failed, he rubbed his palms on his robes. Will they let me into the secrets of Thoth? A jackal mocked him from the underbrush and replied. He turned toward the laughter but saw nothing. I wasn't talking to you, he said. The shadows deepened behind him, stretching out toward the amber sky in the distance. The jackal kept his other opinions to himself. <laughs> Roasted lamb teased him as its scent carried downward, downwind from the temple and past the silent baboons, and his stomach grumbled in hunger. An acolyte stood up among the statues, drawing the Greek away from his reflections and toward the feast. Distant voices rose into the night, laughter being chief among them. People were cheerful, a good sign. Welcome, the acolyte said, walking toward him. Beads of sweat sparkled on his shaved head. The acolyte motioned for the Greek to follow, bowing and waving him forward. He's probably dying to eat, the Greek thought to himself. The procession way to the Temple of Thoth resembled uh, Ta's procession in Memphis, with statues lining either side of the entrance. Ankled walls caught the moonlight. Giant hieroglyphs depicted the ibis-headed god speaking to Pharaoh. The writing showed the pharaoh's concern and praised the king's offerings and support of refurbishing the temple. The Greek noted how long it had been since the last restoration. The acolyte ushered him into the columned outer court and turned right midway through the hall. The darkened hall added a sense of mystery as the Greek paused and looked straight ahead. In the distance, an inner sanctuary remained illuminated while the other halls preceding it remained in shadow like the outer court where he now stood. He pictured himself strolling into the inner sanctuary and discovering the secrets of thought, but he forced down this vision lest it prove futile, but his hopes remained high. The noise of celebration filtered through the columns on his right, and he turned and followed the acolyte toward the brightly lit side room. His chest fell within him as he realized how distant the feast was from the inner sanctuary. Proximity mattered. The priests of Thoth continued to keep him at arm's length. Despite his disappointment, he managed a cheerful smile. As he entered the brightly lit room, the Greek covered his eyes. Acolytes jumped to their feet and faced him. Priests remained seated around the table but acknowledged his entrance. A large papyrus mat covered the floor. Log-shaped pillow armrests in the Greek fashion jutted outward from the low table. Oval-shaped dishes piled with meat offset the stacks of Aishabald Balaldi flatbread on the bowls filled with olives, dates, figs, beans, cucumbers, and melons. Some dishes he did not recognize, but the amount of food startled him. Akim motioned toward an empty cushion to his right from the head of the table. The Greek noted Hanu sat on the high priest's left. The acolyte ushered him to the empty cushion. Once situated, Akim 
picked up a tall cup and raised it to eye level and said something the Greek could not translate. Others around the table listened to the high priest and repeated, Praise to Thoth, the giver of wisdom. The high priest recited another line the Greek could not understand, but the others repeated, Praise to Thoth, the giver of wisdom. The Greek joined in with their responses. After the high priest recited multiple lines, he raised the cup and drained it. Akim turned to the Greek. We already sacrificed the lamb to Thoth. We do not permit commoners to tend the offering. Akim's not-so-subtle message meant the feast had not changed his view on the matter. Hanu looked down at his hands when he heard the high priest's comment. This raised the next question. How many feasts would it take? The Greek contemplated this while the acolytes and priests gorged themselves on the food in front of them. Egyptians do not eat with foreigners, considering foreigners to be uncouth and barbaric. So their behavior at the table surprised the Greek. He stayed his own hand. The loud laughter and wild abandon caught him up, and he wished to be elsewhere. The high priest stood, and the other priests and acolytes got to their feet. The Greek followed suit. It is permitted for you to pour out a libation to Thoth. Akim turned toward the altar and stood before it. Hanu moved next to him on the right, and the Greek stepped forward on the high priest's left. A long, narrow pitcher with two thin handles on either side stood in the circular holder. Akim bent forward and lifted the pitcher. The Greek noticed the back of Akim's neck as the high priest moved next to him. He spotted an oval-shaped tattoo, three fingers wide, with the bulbous end, almost like a crocodile's snout. They portrayed Thoth as an ibis-headed god. So why the crocodile tattoo? The lighting made it difficult to identify the exact color of the tattoo. It could have been dark green or dark blue with streaks of black. Two reddish nostrils flanked either side of the snout. Akim's color covered the rest of the tattoo. Collar. The high priest poured out the wine libation on the small altar, then handed the wine jar to the Greek. The Greek imitated Akim's pouring with the same amount before handing back the wine jar. The high priest then handed the jar to Hanu, who offered the last gift of wine to Thoth. Hanu replaced the wine jar at the base of the altar, and the high priest raised his palms outward toward Thoth's image. The Greek followed suit along with Hanu. Three times they offered wine to Thoth. Afterward, Akim nodded toward the Greek, and there was a trace of a smile on the high priest's face. They returned to the table and reclined for the meal. Each one took bread and tore off a piece, added a bit of lamb, and dipped it in the rich sauce that caught the Greek by surprise. Simple fare had trained him to eat simply, but succulent food often overwhelmed his palate. Acolytes caught his eyes and smiled their thanks for the feast. The Greek smiled back and realized the goodwill toward him around the table though Akim's sour demeanor, other than his brief smile, lessened their praise. Servers placed a large jar with two long straws between the high priest and the Greek. Akim drank first and motioned his guests to taste the beer. The Greek sipped a little, and the barley beer filled his mouth. It wasn't bad, but not wine. On Samos, vast vineyards cultivated the grapevine, and wine production exported many large jars to foreign lands. Egyptians favored barley beer as wine proved too expensive for the average person. The Greek pretended to drink long and hard from the straw. Akim's eyes sparkled at his guests drinking. The feast continued far into the night. At one point, when the younger priests and acolytes were singing praises to Thoth, Hanu and Akim stood up and motioned him toward a side chamber. During the meal, pleasantries had been exchanged, but nothing of value. The Greek's heart leapt inside him. Could this be what he hoped? 
He followed them from the feast and revelry and into another side room where a few torches lit the path, but kept the rest of the room in shadow. Another door on their left opened to them, and the high priest led them toward the inner rooms of the temple. They passed through several smaller chambers, and the Greek caught glimpses of several religious scenes carved on the walls. They came to a locked door, and Alkem pulled a small key from under his robe, attached to a leather strap. He unlocked the door and removed a torch from the embrasure on the wall. A ramp angled downward. Confusion befuddled the Greek. Where were they going? Hanu motioned for him to follow the high priest. They walked down the long ramp, and a long, narrow chamber opened up to their left beyond the alcove where they now stood. The positioning of the chamber was under the main temple floor above. It extended toward the entrance where it remained in shadow. To right, the chamber ended before several side alcoves, with many small mummified animals lay stacked upon each other. Their feet echoed on the stone floor. The high priest turned right in the chamber and stopped at another altar, with a baboon sitting upon it. Three small round pots sat at the front foot of the statue. Akem motioned for the Greek to stand on his left. Hanu stepped up to the high priest's right, as they did above. Akem picked up the left-hand pot and handed it to the Greek. This is the heart of the temple. Only priests come here. You hold in your hands the way of thought. It is a means for you to enter the God's presence without being a priest. The Greek held the little pot in his hands, wondering if he would drink it or not. He wanted to ask if it would give him visions, but he did not want to offend the high priest. Instead, he nodded toward Akim. It is an honor to be given this opportunity to enter Thoth's realm. The high priest nodded his head slightly and handed the next pot to Hanu. Finally, he picked up the last pot for himself. Almighty Thoth, we give praise to you. You have granted us wisdom and all knowledge. To you we give thanks. You have taught us writing and instruction. To you we give thanks. Akem continued to recite lines, and the Greek joined in the refrain, To you we give thanks. After what seemed like an eternity, they drank. At first the Greek pretended to drink, but then he caught Akem watching him over the corner of his eye. He swallowed the bitter drink until he emptied the tiny jar. Akem replaced his pot before the statue and took the Greek's jar. The Greek noticed the priest weighing the pot to see if his guest had drunk the liquid. As Akem <coughs> chanted, the Greek's head started to swim. Uh, it became difficult to focus on the words. A strange euphoria washed over him. The Greek moved his head to see if Hanu felt it too, but the old man rolled on the floor. What was in the drink? The priestesses of Delphi are known to enter a trance when giving oracles. At the temple of Ta in Memphis, he had watched the priest go into an ecstatic trance for several hours. Could this be the same thing? Hanno curled up into a fetal position and rocked back and forth. Akem remained standing before the altar and appeared to be unfazed by the way of Thoth. The Greek fixated on the tattoo on the back of the high priest's neck. Akem assisted the Greek in seeing the whole tattoo by kneeling and slipping his robe off his shoulders. Crocodile was not the right animal depicted on the high priest's back. The Greek tried identifying the type of animal tattooed. The room echoed with strange sounds as Akim chanted. Hanno even jabbered, something over and over, the words confused and nonsensical. For the Greek, the tattoo started at the base of Akim's head and moved downward over his whole back and over the buttocks. The left side of the tattoo did not match the right side. The appearance of the skin on the left resembled wrinkled dried fruit or the skin of one badly burned. Arms wrapped around the sides and under the armpits of Akim. The detail astonished him. It looked real, but that was impossible. Tattoos were not living. It must be a potion they gave him. 
As he stared, the creature on Akim's back moved, and suddenly the Greek stared at a living thing, its eyes opening and its head detaching from the back of Akim's neck. The dragon swiveled its head, and two red eyes stared deep into the Greek. The foreigner stumbled backward in an effort to get away from the evil it felt at the moment the eyes locked onto his. Without thinking, the Greek sprinted down the crypt and down the deep into the darkness. The most sacred place in the Temple of Thoth remained free of worshippers, for the high priest alone entered its sacred space. Priests served in and around the other precincts of the complex, while they kept the devout to the <laughs> outer courts and side rooms reserved for feasts and offerings. The footprint, the footprint of the temple expressed, you know, I think I, it just, I think it ended with without thinking. The Greek sprinted down the crypt and deep in the darkness. Mm -hmm. Those others were stuff that was on the end. <coughs> I assume the feast was boring? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, um, but, <laughs> sorry. No, but I think you needed a bit of that there. Because it was enough to see, like, the, the way he looked at him to make sure he was eat. Like, you knew there was yeah. something happening. So I'm not, I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm thinking of the first part, though. Um, that seemed, it feels as if it needs to be condensed. Mm -hmm. you, you, like, there's little bits and pieces that seem irrelevant. When he's drinking the wine, you talk about Samos and the beer and the comparison with the beer and the wine. I didn't see the value in that. Um, a lot of repetitions, mm -hmm. of words especially. Holy crow, how many different times did you use the same word? Is there, is there <laughs> another word for acolyte? Can you call them students? I can do it. I can, I can check it out. Check out. Um, and... Priest, 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 priest. Um, I don't know what you can do with that, but. Um, Idiot. Yeah. I like Doom. the. Dude. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. God, I, I need you. <laughs> you make me laugh. <laughs> uh, well, it just reminds me when I'm reading, you know, there are those stories that you're reading the story, and, the, and the, you know, it's a famous novelist. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, just go on. You <laughs> just know, get going. Just... <laughs> and, that's, and that's sort of how I was feeling in the first three quarters. And then you got to the tattoo, and you got to the, oh, just the yeah. drinking. The th and so I said, okay, this is what I'm waiting for. Yeah. And so you just need to get there a little sooner. But here's um, the thing. If I get there too soon, because, you know, I'm not trying to defend my darlings, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you just jump to the just the no, fun no, no. stuff right away, I don't away, want you though, to jump to it. I just want It's just to... like, well, then what, you're right. <laughs> Well, okay, so... Does that make sense? Well... The jackal was good. Yes. Mocking that him. That, uh -huh. was that was excellent. Good. The baboons. I The statues, that was atmospheric. It was good. Um, you have one silly thing here. Chest fell within him. Where else is the chest going to fall? Sorry. But, you know, his chest <laughs> fell. <laughs> you know. Brutal. <laughs> little tiny. I know. Uh, that doesn't matter. You just like the cool part. That's, the, that's what really matters. Giant hieroglyphs needs to be I pruned. I think there's a different adjective for that. Um, that empty cushion part, that whole part there. I had the empty cushion. You showed him to the empty cushion. Did this with the cushion? <laughs> I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> he sat down. <laughs> 
and yeah, he motioned to the There's cushion half a, face half a page and gone. He sat down. down. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh. Yeah. Then there oh, were the scared to read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure acolytes are priests and acolytes are priests and acolytes. All in, all in, like. I know. In a in one paragraph. Um, that thing they drink out of with the thin handles. Yeah. Is that an amphora or? Yeah, amphora. Yeah. So you could try giving it a different name. I love, and, the, and then it gets interesting. <laughs> it gets interesting. <laughs> the crocodile tattoo, the just the hint of it. Yes. That was he well done. Yeah. Like really well done. And suddenly I'm, oh, there's something unusual about this. Why has he got a crocodile on his? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going dragon, 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 dragon. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> Well, there was the jar, 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 jar. (laughs) You heard that when you read it, did you? Oh, I heard it all. (laughs) I'm only doing this because you said you weren't really happy with it. Why not? Because I love you. That's why I'm doing this. The thing is, it's like, okay, I know what I want, but this isn't it. Does that make sense? Yes, but you've Mm -hmm. got it there. I think you just need to have more precision. In, in those seeds, so right. so you're conveying the whole feast, the 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 um, the acolytes, the priests, the whole yeah. the atmosphere without so much. Yeah, other stuff. Yeah, yeah other it stuff. can definitely be cut. Only what we need to know. Yeah. 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 yeah um, sparkling evil glances and whatnot. Yeah, like long ramp, long narrow chamber, long long both long. We know they're long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> and then it was chamber, chamber, chamber. Every time you said a word, it was jar, 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 priest, 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 oh. chamber, chamber, chamber. <laughs> I had one. Um... <laughs> it's the rewriting is going to be the pain. <laughs> it always is. It always I mean, is. cutting is fun. I've got into cutting, but it's just like, okay. Like... But you don't want to cut. I mean, you, you do... You got. There's a lot that needs to be cut, like you, you want, know, as you said, what we want to hear. Yeah. You want the information, but you want it more concise. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah. like all of that, not yeah. all of it, most of it was necessary. It's just. Yeah. 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 I try I, to think about just what you need to know, what moves my story forward. Yeah. And how to say it fully, but with the least words I can possibly. Yeah. Well, I haven't got rid of the twenty percent yet. I mean, oh, okay. let's just be honest. I haven't done that. Yet. I, I don't yeah. think you're going to run out of things to write about. Yeah. I know, but it's still. And, and then there's and also, well, how am I going to do this? Oh, I know. I, 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 I've show don't tell. I've got a few. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, and I'm like, and, do I need? And then I think I'm telling. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Show. Yeah. Because I think you need the backstory of Hanu. Like, because when Akim basically comes back and takes care of Hanu, then you know Hanu has lost a lot in this, and Hanu was actually. Yeah, the school history. Yeah, that yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's some of that for sure. I did love the word sour. You, you described a kin as sour, and that that struck me. I thought perfect. I can see his face. A, a really good word. I did have one question here. How could the Greek see the back of his neck? Like I'm picturing them facing one another, and drinking and stuff. And I'm thinking, how do you see the back of somebody's neck? Well, when they turned, when they turned to face the altar, the oh, altar. Oh, I that. So they're all. He's kind of standing just a oh, slight step back, okay. and he can see the back of the neck. Thank you. I'm it's just... one of those things where you're, you know, you're really <clears throat> close to other people. You're kind of trapped, so you're actually just kind of looking at them, and you notice those. I little... didn't. I didn't. 
I yeah. missed the part about them all turning to face the So altar. I need to add a few more turns? No, and they turn, no, no, and turn, they turn, 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 that's a song, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> and, and a grammar thing, but people do it all the time, and I don't know if you want it to keep it, but stare deep into his eyes, it's actually deeply, but whether you, you want to put that or not is up to you. <laughs> that's the least you worry to the dog. <laughs> And then gave him five hundred dollars. <laughs> and then what? Gave him five hundred dollars. He stared deeply into his eyes. And then gave him five hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> you could even change that. His stare penetrated his soul. Oh, that's horrible. Oh God. Yeah. I'm still yeah. write that. Um, no, like where it ended up was really good. Yeah. Like really good. From as I say, mm. from the moment he spots the the drag or the the crocodile. Yeah. From there, suddenly, it was like, I'm, I'm here yeah. with you. Until then, it was like, oh, God, when's he going to get there? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why, I, like, because I'm thinking the emotions of this, this Greek, you know, he's coming there. He doesn't know how this is going to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. But he's also there. picking up the nonverbal things, like, it's on a side chamber. It's not near the front. Right. So it's not going well. Because logistically, the closer you are to the inner sanctuary. Right. And so, but the occulates, or the, those... You know the young ones; they're all over this. They're well, they're eating. They yeah, care. they don't care. They just think he's this, the world's greatest guy. But right. you know, for the Greek, he's just trying to get stuff, and the one person he cares about is definitely showing. You know, he doesn't care. And then Hanu is showing. Oh, great! You know, he's looking down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, I, I, he's, yeah, some of that stuff. I yeah, I think you need because you need to sort yeah. of set. Yeah, you just have to you trim, trim all the other BS that that goes around it. Because then, yeah, what you want is kind of that, mon- at least I'm thinking, kind of the mundane, and then all of a sudden, bam, <laughs> it just gets really serious really quick. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. Like you say, it's, it just, you need it, you just don't need as much of it. Exactly. <clears throat> My question was, had you, you said at some point there near the end that you saw the dragon. Yes. But did you actually identify it? It felt like you should it, it, that you had already identified it as a dragon, but I don't know that you had. Does he that did. Make sense? Oh, the tattoo. Yes, he did. He said that's not a crocodile; that's a dragon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I missed that sentence. Sorry. Because yeah. then he referred to it as a dragon later, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I must have. Uh... Yeah, it's like all of a sudden he's like, "Well, what is this thing?" Yeah. And then when. And that was beautiful. The the oh, the, the arms the, oh, clutching oh, yeah. under his arms. Yeah, and and it. then as if he that was extremely well described mm. and and you're right there, I can yeah. see like the that yellowish glow of the the, the light. Well, then it is enough to see that the, the Greeks going, oh God, what was in that drink? I'm seeing yeah. something freaking moving over there, right? Yeah. You're like, yeah. no, that yeah. can't be. Tattoos aren't. And that's moving. the beauty, because is it just the drugs or is that's it real? Oh, like yeah, it. like and oh the horror. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess my, I'm. <clears throat> Assuming, rightly or wrongly, that Akim didn't put the drug in his drink. Correct. So, yes. but he did put something in Hanshu. Um, Hanu's, yeah. Hanu's. Hanu's going to have a very bad night. But not, <laughs> but not the same drug as he put in. No. Wow, he's got a whole uh, apothecary there, huh? So he, well, think about who's on his back. Oh, oh yes. yes, right. And like, so oh. we're talking, it's going to be... And, how yeah. the and why are the acolytes so happy upstairs? They almost seem like they're over-the-top oh. happy, too. Yes, yes, because they won't know what's happening. 
loving this. So the drink was not poured from the same amphora into each of the three containers. The three containers down below were already poured. They were already poured. Okay. Yeah, so I things how were set up. To yeah, so in Hanu's mind, he's thinking, well, you know, the way of Thoth, and then the other two will just be the other two. Oh, okay. But Hanu's in for a surprise as well. Okay. Because he betrayed the high priest. Okay. Has he betrayed him already? He betrayed oh, yeah, him sure by having the Greek come. Right, exactly. Yes. And so instead of getting mad at Hanu, okay, yeah. you know, which is what I tried to get in that other section of dialogue. Yes. That Pam said cut. <laughs> Tom I, just looked at the recorder. I looked at the recorder, Pam. <laughs> I think he's a little bitter. I'm not bitter. But it was kind of funny. Like when I first read him, like of Pam, why did you say by the recorder? We really should. Yeah. <laughs> we really should. Aww. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just want like absolute chaos because then you can play with the whole fact of well that's the reason why you don't give the secrets over of the god because the god is going to be vengeful right mm. so is the god vengeful or is it just a demonic priest yeah <laughs> and is Toth real is this all just dragon and mirrors <laughs> mm-hmm Ooh. The man behind the curtain. Yeah. Welcome to Oz. Exactly. There you go. I find when you write about the dragons, you have a real gift for making me believe that they're real. That you know. Yeah. I'm not into fantasy and dragons and I, stuff. I just, uh, well, except for fantasy. Well, they're not beasts dragons Potter, like the typical dragon, no. and that's what I'm shooting for. Yeah, but, but in your descriptions, you know, like like Saratum is evil incarnate. Yeah. You never say that, but just through his actions, through his, his, you know, you feel the evil in your gut. And here, when that, you know, when when the Greek sees the, mm -hmm. the dragon, that was beautifully done. I could actually visualize mm -hmm. that. But it's in that intermediate area where... It, it, it doesn't have the same life. I know. It doesn't have the same energy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I Well, the, the image, though, I mean, that image of, of that, that's definitely clear in my head. Yeah. The other stuff, it's it's there, but it's kind of like, this is point A, and here's point B, or point C, and i got to get through B. Well, yeah, it sounds as if you're just trying to get to the part you like. That's <laughs> kind of like Brenda's point form. Yeah, she's yeah. not going to go to the church. She's going to go with somebody else. And then she's on the swing. But I want point B to be interesting as well because well, I know. those nonverbal cues, I think, are very intriguing. Right. Yes. And so I guess, you know, going back and trying but, to resharpen. Okay, so you just, yeah, exactly. They are intriguing. They just they just need to be sharpened in the way yep. you're you're uh, communicating them. So yeah. that, that I'm, I'm, like, I want to be... In the Greek's head, I want to be feeling and seeing, and and yeah. I don't, I don't get that. Like I'm okay, I'm, not I'm, fully in the Greek's head. Okay, I'm observing him. I'm well, one thing I, I think I can do because I really want to emphasize this because I don't think it was emphasized. Because as I said, I think the acolytes I want them to be over the top, excited, and falling over themselves to the point where the Greek is like, they're not acting. Like it's just a feast, and that, there was a hint of that there because right. I was I, I started I, I really to, to sort of to be yeah 
evident that wait a second, there's something something's not yeah. right here. Okay. I thought they were see. I thought they were just jubilant because they hadn't eaten for so long, and this. Was well, I want them to be, but then there's like another level the, of yeah, poverty. And I didn't. I yeah. Didn't. Yeah, but it gets buried in all the the other stuff. The yeah. other stuff. Yeah. Because that's, that's funny. Because I, I was probably, seeing a little bit of that I happening. Bring that out. Yeah. I, you, you just, Part of the fun that I've done is there's pharmacology. Is basically well, you know, some of the stuff that's happened in history is it just because of drugs, huh. and drug use. And so that's been kind of interesting to that's neat. kind of explore, like, I'm not into drugs, but, like, how much, you know, because when they did some mummies, they wondered if they were contaminated because there used to be mummy parties when they unwrapped mummies in the 1800s. But anyway, they found Egyptian mummies had cocaine. Well, oh. cocaine's from the New World, so how did cocaine get into... Egyptian mummies. Egyptian mummies. Well, I really, and I think Kantiki, you know, Thor Heyerdahl has proven that people were here long before Leif Erikson and Columbus, yeah. and there was stuff going on. So, but yeah, pharmacology is, and that's also kind of, in, you know, because in Greek, uh, basically the word sorcerer in, in, in the New Testament is pharmacology. It's like an apothecary more. Yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. So uh, a, a pharma, <clears throat> what's the word, pharma? Not pharmacist, but it's like a pharma... You know, someone who deals with drugs. That's okay. that's basically the word that's used for sorcery. Okay. And it's equated to either someone who actually <clears throat> deals with drugs or someone who's usually, <coughs> you know, like, a, you know, you're pretending to be someone that, you know, has this great power sort of stuff. So it is kind of intriguing to try to figure out the I whole... I want you to scratch him under his neck. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Let's playing with that stuff. Yeah. It's funny, I would, I would never pick up that story off a bookshelf, I'll have to be honest, because it would never have been in my genre, so I guess that's a lesson. <laughs> but because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, I really am. I, I can't wait right. to. You know, I'd have to agree with you. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Um, and I think also what I'm enjoying immensely is the, the evolution of it. As you come, <laughs> e you know, each meeting and you read and you talk about... Well, things like this, background, research, names. Mm -hmm. And that, for me, adds so much more to hearing you read. Like, I, uh, these names, like, they're just sort of a part of, part of I don't know, what my memory now, like Akim and, and you know, mm -hmm. the Greek and, and whatever. They're just, they're there. More so the, the dragon, Saratum, and, mm -hmm. but they're all, yeah, yeah it's something I won't forget. <laughs> Cool. All right, now for... <laughs> Actually, the last couple of weeks was, you know, the hot and steamy. Has it cooled down this week? Um, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's supposed to. Get the what train going get and it just keeps going. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We had two weeks in a row of steamy, wild, Aww. passionate... Sex. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's like 72 degrees in here now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so she mentioned the story, it, it like shot up. It suddenly it went, yeah, shoot. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the scene that makes this one hurt. <laughs> you dedicate this to... <laughs> I know, I 
I do have quite a bit there, so we'll never appear. Like she's gonna scratch me and just right. the right spot, mom. Yeah, but anyway, okay. Well, if you see skeletons, I there. Like, wait, you can't get it. Aww, my skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Are we ready? We are ready. Yep. Okay, so I'm just. Oh God, guys, stretching. Um, the last section finished on where they had just finished cleaning the pandas, and they were taking a break before the the next feeding. So how many times have they been together now? Have they, like, slept together? Yeah. Uh, like, two. Mm-hmm. Okay. But each time is quite... At night, <laughs> in the right. morning. Okay, but it was okay. I'm going right. to go back and listen to that. Maybe. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> what song was playing on the radio station back home? As they're listening to it. I have no idea. They have those songs, you know, for the movies. you got to think yeah, about it. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. where you can get those favorite songs that you like. From. Yeah, I've got a song for mine. There you go. See? All right. You ready then? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know we have some time before the next feeding, Seth said. They were standing at the main panda viewing area after mm. finishing lunch. Brina scanned the pen trying to locate all the bears. One was up in a tree, and another was flopped out on the covered shelter. Okay, okay, okay. He's got to have a smile on his face or some facial expression. You know, it's <clears throat> some sort of the next feeding. Yeah. It's coming. Okay. <laughs> He's smiling. That's why he wants Seth to smile. Anticipation. <laughs> okay. Hmm. She pulled out her camera bag. Pulled, pulled her camera out of her bag and was zooming in on the tree. I thought maybe we could slip back to your room, he continued. <laughs> I don't need anything. <laughs> the panda was framed in her camera shot. The panda was now framed in her camera shot. Brina, he snapped. That's not why. She finally turned to him. He pulled her tight. He pulled her hips tight to his. She gasped. He was hard. That's why. His laugh was harsh. <laughs> oh, Brina whispered. Yeah, oh, he repeated. That must be uncomfortable. <laughs> we should probably do something about that, Brina. Brina flattened her hand on his chest. That would be nice. She slipped her camera back into her bag before taking his hand and leading him out of the viewing area towards the main entrance gate. Once they passed through the gate, Seth took the lead. She was almost jogging to keep up with him. <laughs> Slow down or I'll be too tired, she warned him. He slowed his pace just a little. He dragged her up the stairs and through the hotel lobby. She waved her hand at the hotel lady and let him pull her along. Hi, bye. <laughs> An elevator would make this easier, Seth grumbled. Are you in a hurry? Yes, you felt the state I'm in. She didn't have much time to absorb the fact that she did that to him. He wanted her. Again. You know, I should probably be doing more panda watching. Don't joke with me. I'm a man on the edge. Brina laughed. This time they went to his room. Apparently that was quicker than getting her to give him her hotel key card. His room was the reverse of uh, his room was I have he room was the reverse of his. Well, you know, wow. he is in a state. Yeah. <laughs> his room was the reverse of hers, but it but it's but its decor was the same. I think and and its decor was the same. I have more condoms here, he told her as he closed the door behind them. Just just a Reverse rooms. Uh, opposite. Yeah. Like they in a hotels oh, and stuff. Okay. It's like a book match that you okay. open. Right, like the, the uh, When you said reverse of hers, I thought his was pristine and neat and hers was all covered. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So, uh, no, I understood. Yeah. Yeah, it's I the furniture, the layout, layout is, is yeah. 
but I just I just remembered all the lingerie from the chandeliers. Oh, well, yeah, there was that. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, and that's how I interpreted it. Sorry, that's for okay. Which you. means the room on the other side of Quiet. her the shower that's connected. <laughs> I have more condoms here, he told her as he closed the door behind them. She had enough time to drop her bag on the floor before he began touching her. He had already shucked off his shorts. They had left their uniforms in the trainer's office to go to lunch. She grabbed his wrist to stop him from pulling off his underwear. Let me. I told you I'm on the edge. She cupped him. He shivered. She ran her knuckles against his erection. He growled. She licked her lips and smiled. We need to get rid of that sh of this shirt. She slipped her hands under it and pulled it up as far as she could. He yanked it over his head. She flicked one of his nipples with her finger, then with her tongue. Greena, his voice was hoarse and strained. The power went to her head. Next, she latched onto his nipple and sucked gently. She moved to the other one. He was vibrating. She pushed him closer to the bed. He complied and stepped back. She put her hands on his hips and slid her finger along the waistband of his underwear. She pulled them down and he kicked them off. His erection sprang out. She touched him and then edged him back to the bed. He sat. She knelt. He groaned, sensing her intent. Greena, shh, she told him. She blew on his straining penis. Then her sh tongue shot out to taste him. Sweetheart, he begged. She took him fully in her mouth. He was so hard and hot, she moaned. He thrust his hips. Patience, she whispered. She wrapped her hand around the base of his hardness. Without letting him get a breath, she moved her mouth along his length. Her hand mimicked the movements of her mouth. She ran her tongue along him and then sucked the tip. Sweet Jesus, Brina, no more. He disengaged her from him and hauled her up to the bed. In a heartbeat, he had her shorts and panties off. Two fingers slid easily into her. You like doing that, huh? She had. It had turned her on. She was more than ready for him. Seth cursed and flung himself off the bed. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm just going to keep this. Seth cursed and flung himself off the bed and fished the <coughs> condoms out of one of his bags that sat on the lower dresser. He tore at the package and had it on when he climbed back on the bed. He raised her hips up onto his thighs and buried himself in her. They sighed simultaneously. His pace was furious. She pushed her hips against his. He shifted and brought himself over her. Her nails dug into his shoulders. Her muscles tensed, his muscles tensed under her fingertips. Yes, Seth, she gasped. He caught her lips and pumped hard. Her orgasm burst over her. She groaned and captured his lower lip between her teeth. She bit lightly. He swore as he came. Several seconds passed as he tried to catch his breath. Damn, woman, you're going to kill me. He rolled off her and lay flat on his back. But what a way to go, she teased. His deep laugh rumbled to his chest. It reverted sorry, reverberated all the way to his toes. Don't even think about it, she told herself, but she knew it was too late. She might actually be starting to feel something more for him. <coughs> Break. <laughs> sorry, Miranda. <laughs> Otherwise, it would kind of get a little bit freaky. Um, the panda's warm breath dampened her hands. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, whoa! <laughs> I will say, just throw this out. I do like how, like, previously, he was, like, major bugging her, and she's, like, going nuts. And then you flipped it, like, the rooms. Nice. nice. Okay. Obviously, that was not intentional. No. <laughs> 
All I could think of as you're describing that was what extraordinary control that man had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anybody else I've known would have come along before that. I believe that. Jeff Foxworthy said, men are like bottle rockets. <laughs> I like Okay, this. well, it's, it's, it's a... Pop! <laughs> it is romance. We gotta let you know. There's a yes. little bit of creative license there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, okay, the panda's warm breath dampened her hand. <laughs> Farina's fingers were so close to Jaja's mouth that she put half an apple onto her tongue. So she can get close to the panda. Mouth. Say, if I, okay, her breath caught. She was careful to withdraw her hand quick, for as much as she loved pandas, she didn't want to be bit by one. Jaja smacked loudly as she ate her apple. Farina waited a few more seconds before offering her a piece of the protein cake. She sniffed before taking it from Brina with her furry paw. Brina fought an overwhelming urge to touch the panda's fur. This was her one chance. Don't, Seth whispered. It's so tempting, she sighed. I know, he said. He rested his hand on her shoulder. I, re- I, don't, think, I don't really think you do, Brina answered. She offered the bear another piece of cake. Jaja made a noise similar to a snort. Brina... Anyway, Brina eased the chunk, cake chunk inside the cage bars without touching her. She stood up. Maybe not, but you wouldn't want to be pick, kicked out. Of course he was right. Brina sighed. The fur looked so soft, and the pads of their paws were so smooth-looking. They invited her, to- her touch. She was all talk, though. She'd never actually do it. It was against the rules, and she agreed to the rules. She'd almost never broke a rule. Except for Seth, she thought, as she followed him into the next panda pen. They were both breaking rules. She was pretty sure that he shouldn't be hitting on the sister of a friend, of his friend, rather a former friend. Maybe that was his loophole. She had no loophole. She'd slept with her brother's enemy. She didn't know what her brother thought about Seth now. It had been years ago. Tanner probably didn't care. <coughs> he had a life now, and frankly, Amy would never be in that life. After high school and a last summer working at home, Tanner moved east to Toronto. He got an undergraduate degree before going to dental school. The last two years, he'd been practicing at a small but successful office. When the family went out for his first graduation ceremony, Tanner surprised them all by announcing he was gay. Brina had no idea, of course. Sorry, Brina had no idea. Of course, he'd been away for about three years, and she only knew what he told her. She didn't care who he loved. He was her brother, after all. Her parents felt the same. Tanner was now in a relationship no tanner was in a relationship with justin for almost five years now she expected they'd get married someday she also knew they were looking into adopting a child she couldn't be happier for him so she hadn't any reason to think think of seth until now now she couldn't stop thinking about him how could she be thinking this was anything more than sex she didn't know seth now nor did she really know him then sure he hung out with tanner but she only knew he was smart he had been, and given the abs she admired this morning, must still be physically active. He had a good sense of humor. She had thought he was a good friend. Brina groaned. Should I take that as a compliment on my ass? He turned and reached for her hand. He tugged her closer. I think you will in any event, she replied. He let him hold her hand until he went to feed the next panda. He chuckled. You know me well. But did she? She really didn't think so. She watched him crouch in front of the pen. This panda was hungry as she was waiting for them. Seth offered the cake first. The panda plucked it out of his hand. She was naive to think it was any more than sex. They'd both grown up. She didn't know who he was now. She didn't know what he took in his coffee or on his or his favorite pizza toppings. 
Which side of the bed did he prefer? Did he leave his laundry, dirty laundry on the floor? Did he want to squeeze? Did he squeeze the toothpaste from the middle or the bottom? And even bigger than that, did he want kids? Kids? How'd she go from toothpaste to kids? Think about pandas. She forced <laughs> her, uh, she forced her attention back to Seth feeding the panda. This one seemed a little more interested in eating than hers did. They were just amazing creatures. Her chest tightened. She was still in disbelief that she was standing in China with pandas. You okay? Seth had finished feeding and stood. Yeah, still can't believe I'm here, she said. He nodded at her and gestured her to go out ahead of him. They had one more feeding in about two hours. So what should we do now? Go watch other pandas, Brina told him, since I didn't get a chance earlier. That's not a complaint, is it? You were there and you have to ask? Just making sure, Seth chuckled and threw his arm around her shoulders. Before they left the breeding center, Brina grabbed her backpack but they both left their uniforms. The other couple decided to go to the other panda enclosure with them. The four used the second gate and walked back to the main entrance. Brina begged off to the washroom. The public facilities were still squatty potties, but they were cleaner than the bathroom's trainer, the bathroom the trainers used. She also didn't have to contort as much. She still struggled not to pee on her panties and shorts. Pulling them back on wasn't easy either as her legs were damp from the humidity and sweat. After a few wiggles, she was dressed. She found Seth and the other couple at the viewing area. An Asian couple was also observing the pandas. Seth was perched on one of the benches. He patted the seat beside him once he saw her. She sat, briefly at least. Where are they today? She craned her neck to see, search the trees. Over there, Seth pointed to a tree near the far side of the enclosure. There, he pointed under the slide that was attached to the covered shelter. And here, whoa, Brina gasped. The third panda was in the tree closest to the viewing area, right there. She could almost touch him if she leaned out. Don't even think about it, Seth warned. He tipped his head towards a security guard who was at the end of the bench, as usual. The guard smiled at them. I wasn't going to, she told him. You thought about it, he said. Maybe for a nanosecond, she admitted, or so. She shrugged when he shook his head at her. Don't you have a zoom function on your camera? Yeah, but it wasn't about taking a good photo. I want to touch. He took her hand. You are serious about your pandas. I told you, childhood dream. She took out her camera and stood against the railing of the viewing area. I'm honored to share this with you. Her heart dropped to her toes. Who said that kind of thing? She turned and looked at him. His, gaze held, his eyes held her gaze. She saw only honesty and maybe something else, but she was scared to believe what she was seeing. Genuine affection, sexual attract, attraction, both. She returned her attention to the pandas. She had to remember that she was here for the pandas, not a fling, not Seth, and not a long-term relationship. Pandas, just pandas. <coughs> well. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no. But I did read, uh, when, when I write your name down for notes, until today, I was always writing pandas, and today I wrote sex, sex with Seth. <laughs> sex with Seth. <laughs> Sounds like a, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So creepy porn. Mm -hmm. Not porn. at all creepy. <laughs> so where's the breeding center? We're not sure. He's right back at the hotel. I know. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Sorry to check. Um, Which I think is kind of funny, that, you know, mm -hmm. the breeding center. like. Yep. Love the word chucked. He chucked his shorts. Chucked, yes. You know, it, it shows up in the romance stories I'm reading too, because it's like, Does you know it? what, I've seen that there before, but I, and then I get kind of like, yeah, I, yeah, like, I like it. I do. I do. I do like okay. it. It's, mm -hmm. it's a. Yeah, it, it was, I, the word just jumped at me. Love the, the um, 
part in Brina's head. Um, she's trying to justify herself, and you did the, that, I thought, really well. Like, oh, well, my, my brothers. And I like the little background you threw in there now. We didn't know Tanner was gay. No. Um, Going to have a child. Which is interesting because the question I have then is, because, you know, I assume she, but I didn't get it from your, your account, like, so really her brother wasn't mad that, it, you know, he had slept with a girlfriend. He was mad that Seth had soiled himself with some other floozy. <laughs> that was one way of looking at it. Because, I mean, like, if he is gay, it's up. like, no, Seth is mine. Ah, Does yes. that make sense? It's not that he's jealous of the girlfriend. But you're, you're warming up to yeah, cause where I mean, I'm trying to lead To you. what the real, the real disagreement between them was. Right. Yes. Nicely done. Um, I didn't understand. Shall I take that as a compliment on my ass? Okay. But she seemed to be... I don't know what was happening then. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I just... jumped out of nowhere. Just double check it. Yeah. I'll just lay that out just there. Yeah, because there was a bit of the, okay. Because they're walking, they're they're you know going between the panda cages I or didn't, whatever. Like I didn't know she was behind him or no. she said anything. It just seemed to be out in the middle okay. of nowhere. Um, I have noticed several times, both today and other days, Seth's arm is around her shoulder. Okay. He you mentioned on the bench. It's around, he takes he puts his. That's a very possessive thing. Very something possessive. I think about, but um, but hmm? like very possessive. Yeah. No, so it got me thinking. Like I think this one starts and end. Or it starts with it, and and then Probably near the end, it's there the again. He, they were sitting on a bench. His arm is around her shoulder, and um, and I don't know if I don't think that's what you you don't too want much? him to okay. be possessive. I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it. But unless Seth already has his plan and. His plan is like but, he's already claimed But her. it's never her arm was around his waist. Do you know what I mean? It's, okay. It seems to be a, a male dominance thing. Okay. Um, and in your attempt to avoid L-Y words... I um, know, I did it more. Well, no, 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 you didn't. But you, where there should have been two L-Ys, there weren't. Yeah. Oh, okay. She withdraw. She withdrew her hand quick. Well, you can't do that. Okay. That, you know what? When I read it, I was like, Yeah. Well, how about she withdrew her hand and just leave it out? Yeah. You know. Okay. Or yeah. she she jerked her hand away. Um, you know, whatever works there. Yeah. But, and then earlier on, uh, hips uh, pressed to her, and you say tight, and that's one where. You might get away with it, but it's actually tightly. Okay. Um, yeah, no, there's some allies you need. It's just you don't want them, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I think and about I every time. But every I, time. Yeah, but I didn't notice them anywhere else. So you're obviously not overusing them. You know, if you were, I It was funny because when I was reading it, they sighed simultaneously, and I'm like, <laughs> No, that was fine. <laughs> Like, no, do. I love that. I needed that there. They I knew that. It. No, there's, there's, no. It's only when there's too many of them. Yeah. It's okay. like, okay, um, if this is getting, you, yeah. they side, but it's important. They side, side, and if he wanted to get, they side together, you know, just get rid of Does, the other one. But it, yeah, it doesn't not, work as well, I don't think. It's not as I think nice. You need that long word. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I don't have any idea how you, well, maybe because you, re when you read all these romance novels, do they describe sex scenes in them? Some, some do, of them some do. Don't. Depends really? on that. There's, there's a whole yeah. gamut. Some is of, very clean. It's the some is the Christian. There's like yeah. the, there's a Christian one, and, and I'll be on. I don't read the Christian ones because okay. I want clearly. I, <laughs> <laughs> not I have no no. You want the shaft them. in your hand? Is that it? <laughs> oh. I'm like I had no idea they were this explicit. Oh no yes. no! Oh this my God! This, this is nothing. This would be yeah. This, this was would... this was a little tamer than some of the one of the yeah. the first one was quite. Wow! Really? Yeah. Okay. Wasn't it? Well, I don't know. Maybe I, I I'm don't just, see this. Maybe I'm just getting used to them, so I don't know what to. But expect there's how many them. how many different? Because like oh, there's all kinds of different levels. They pump out like thousands and thousands. Like of there's books. there's like the the, the Christian so you get ones, level which are you know how intimate you want to get. Oh is it like a porn rating? Oh yeah. No, I was kidding. No, there's like erotic, yeah. like full out erotic is is yeah. a little bit even more like. It's then you have kinky erotic, movie. then you have straight erotic, and then you have. <laughs> Apparently, Tom's been reading a little. No, it's in the it's no, okay. in the whole. But then you've got like the sweet ones, and then yeah. you know with with the Hallmark Hall of Fame kind of sort yeah. of. Yeah. And then there's some that you know the divorcee who comes back home, and but yeah. some will hint at the at the sex, yeah. and they have the sex, but they don't describe it. Yeah. Very well. And then you have some, you know, right, like the the last bunch I've been reading, some of the ones I've been reading and liking is sort of, I don't even know if I'd say like mid to hot. Yeah. Because they're, they're a lot more descriptive than like your Harlequins are, but these are sort of, well, I guess they are, might be Harlequins, but they're different lines. And like Harlequin has a blaze line, which would probably be the hottest of theirs, and they, it focuses... More on, a little bit more on the, I mean, obviously you need the story and blah, 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 but it's definitely a, a higher focus on the I think the stuff. real challenge, and I assume this was probably in the porn industry as well, how can you retell the story, but using words that it's still fresh, but you're still basically saying the same thing, and that's that's got to be a real, real, real challenge. Yeah. Well, and then there's like that. the variety of euphemisms for things, too, yeah. and, some, and then some of them are flat out, you know, cock and dick, and the whole, I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I wouldn't. I don't think I could go quite. How that many far. times can you describe the orgasm that would express the female concept of orgasm versus yeah. the male concept? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of work that goes into that. So yeah, no, no. There's the whole wow. Well, and that's why I kind of chuckled when Fifty Shades of Grey came out, and everybody was having a fit about how erotic. And I was thinking, you guys read books nope. like that? I mean, huh? like, nope. you know, like other no. like nope. other friends of mine, Never. and they're talking about, and I'm seeing it all over, I mean, first of all, it's, it, I don't think it's as well written as, but... It was a fan fiction. Yeah, right? exactly. But it was, it, you know, for somebody who was maybe unfamiliar with the genre, it would be pretty, uh, uh, you know, a big a bit of a shock, but for like for me, I'm like, well, you know, it's... Boring. I, know that, boring. I wouldn't say boring, but it was kind of like, it's not as, like, Unbelievable, you know, like shocking to me because I read some of that stuff. Right now, I don't. I'm not usually hardcore erotic stuff. I'm more into the, the, the first, middle of the ground, middle road. The first literature, erotic type literature I ever encountered, and I'm 73 years old <sighs> as of yesterday. Oh, was Stephen and Judith. When they oh my when they read those two. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. In case you're listening. They wrote in yeah. you know, erotic fantasy and they did that one that she had to be quiet in the library with I that I that. thought was amazing, you know, but that was I thought, Oh my gosh, I've never encountered anything like this before. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. 
until the pandas, any time I was present when you read from your stories. I never read it. You've never read it. But no, but you read in a library either. Yeah. Right? So it's the it's yep. the the safe house yep. here it, that it makes is. it okay the to gazebo. Read. Remember yeah. the alien sex? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I, know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Judith, like, more alien sex, please. Quivering <laughs> tentacles. Yes. Yeah. On a literary note, was the psychiatrist? I would like to suggest something. Sure. Oh, yes. Colin, yes. I mean, I loved that. I really did. I really enjoyed that. The bureaucracy helped. But, you know, that was really the first time I came across any, you know, explicit descriptions of sex. Yeah. Anyway, so now I'm listening to this and thinking, yeah. Too bad I didn't know about this a long time ago. <laughs> there you go. So on a, on a literary note, I think, because Stephen King, again, talks about this, is when you read it, like you finish your novel, you read it, and you look for those things that, how can I make this sing? So what I'm picking up, and, and it kind of goes back to that whole thing, you hadn't planned the room and the, you know, their, their carbon copies and how you played with that, yes. you know. Carbon copy, that would be a better yeah. So what was interesting is as she's going through her inner thoughts, I'm just equating the messiness of her room to the messiness of her mind. Oh, interesting. And how complicated this scene pandas, like when she arrived, the hotel room was pristine, even though it was kind of 70, you know. Was porn. that the bordello? Yeah. Like the purple? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like but as she began to get there and live and go about the days, you know, you got the underwear and the bras and the other stuff trying to dry in this room and all of a sudden the room you know is kind of you know smelly and just doesn't and then there's wild passion that happens in the room and it's kind of like in your story she's there for pandas and it's simple it's basic i'm there for the pandas but as time's going on all of a sudden everything's starting to become complicated and over you know yeah, because when she keeps having to remind herself at the end there. Pandas, I'm here pandas, for the pandas, pandas. I'm here for the pandas, pandas, I'm here for the pandas. So as a literary technique, you know, you could probably play with some of that and sharpen it to create that that sense that just like her room and how messy it gets over time because you have the same, because you even talk about how the clothes are the same old clothes, right? Mm -hmm. And you wash them in the sink, but then they just, you know, and, and it's like all of a sudden you're, you're she's in a relationship. They're not admitting it, but that's what it is. It's a relationship. And and all of a sudden, thing, you know, as you said, he's putting his arm around her shoulder. You know, there's possession there. There's, like, all of a sudden, like, you know, toothpaste kids and what? Where'd that I come from? I loved all that. That was good. Dialogue. Yeah, like, Wonderful. all that. It's, so, to me, How it's that like. that just started yeah. to steamroll. To, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Kids. That's the clutter. Yeah. That's yeah. the. From toothpaste to I like kids. Doing yes. That. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That was. Yeah. I wanted to go from mundane to. Yeah. And then go, what the. And to me, I don't know if, what you're planning to do and how you're doing it with the brother, but, you know, I don't know if you're planning, like, is it, you know, you hear, like, she's adamant. She can't have anything to do with Seth, but as she goes along, it changes her attitude towards Seth and her brother. I've already, yeah, I've already, yeah, she I thought she did that really well here. Yeah. I really picked up that subtle change coming in. Yeah. And, and that justification. Well, yeah. yeah. Maybe she wouldn't even be thinking about him anymore. Or, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, and really making that scene. Well, but I find the boundaries moving with Seth, but it's also now seems to be moving with the panda. 
Now I want to touch the panda too. Yeah, yeah. Break those barriers. Yeah. Yes. Do the illicit thing. Yeah. yeah. I never did for the record. I didn't touch really? them, but oh my God. Oh, that were just mean. It well, is, in your story, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and get kicked out. <laughs> or they just never China. know. Maybe they never China. know. Well, they don't usually get along with. You know the the trainers usually. Notice you there. said usually. Usually, I know, but I, I, I you know what? I almost <laughs> couldn't do it because I put it in the story because I didn't do it there, and I don't know what it really would have felt oh. like. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was the, I have pictures. Funny because I was looking up some pictures. I was trying to correct my names, and I was looking up the pictures again, and there's a few of them with the paws, and it's just the smooth bottom. Mm. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Like, okay, okay, um, go back to the story. I like the Toronto Zoo on Facebook, and they've been, for months, doing, they had a baby red panda born, uh, baby red, they called him, and and just, it was a twin, and one died. Anyway, the pictures of this, this, and he gets bigger and bigger, although she, she has a name now, Mamani, which means strong, and, uh, they had, it's always a public thing. They give you five or six names and you... you yeah, know, you can vote. But I'd say every second day at least they have a picture of Baby Red or Baby Red and his mom. And I think of you. I look at that and it isn't a, it isn't a Chinese panda. No, but the, well, the red pandas are By also my... God, they're... <laughs> chi- oh, it's just... Oh, yeah. They're... <laughs> They make your heart melt. Well, and then yeah. speak that the Smithsonian Zoo in Washington had a baby panda, uh, giant panda born, and so yeah, I get I those. I saw that I get too. Yeah. from being this little red rat yeah. to actually getting some black and white and, yes. and making no. I'm like, oh my god. Oh, Send so the red rat pictures to my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I love where you're going. Have you any idea how close you are to the end of this? Um. Yeah, um, <laughs> yes, I'm probably, I think this is day four, so probably looking at one more full, might be the one more full day is the last day. Okay. And so I'm, so yeah, like, at this point, I think it's funny because I checked the word count and I'm at like 35,000. Oh, that's excellent. Wow, when did oh that happen? <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Nice. That's amazing. Well, I was thinking I was back in, you know, 25 or so. So the other day, you know, one, one yeah. the last week or so, I popped it up. I was like, oh. Yeah. So you don't play with, the, you know, how the last day you want to be together, but they can't because they're so busy doing all this other stuff. Well. Then there's that frustration of not. <laughs> Who's going right. to say it first? Yeah, yeah. It's probably, it's going to be... Because it always works out that way. Yeah. Well, reason. it's going to, yeah, it's going to be a little bit in, you know, that she's trying to absorb every last moment of, of mm-hmm. being there, and then, you know, there's going to be the blow-up black moment thing, and... You have to have that. Yeah. And the then, black moment. And then later, the reconciliation. I don't like your shoes. <laughs> <clears throat> So that yeah, so that's that's when yeah, and then they literally like it's that morning she leaves and I he's think a he, jerk. And well, you know, I don't know. I yeah, that's sort of. I don't know exactly. I have. You know, when I'm watching these romantic comedies and that, don't watch a lot, but when I do, and then that black moment happens, I fast forward. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get to the reconciliation. Right. I don't want to deal with this shit. The boring, <laughs> boring. <Yeah. laughs> Whereas I have to actually get that, I have to figure that out. <laughs> Let's get to the shooting where they kill everyone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but yeah, no, so I'm probably not 
too far off. I'm just working in my head through, because right. I've actually started sort of the, the black moment scene. I okay. skipped a little bit because it was sort of, it was coming to me. So I start, and then that's yep. when I sort of got tripped up as to exactly who's getting mad at who for what reason mm-hmm. and okay. how that's, yeah. but yeah, so it's, it's getting there. All right. In the meantime, they've had three episodes of fantastic sex. That's right. I feel like I should pull out the other ones that you never heard. <laughs> <laughs> Holy oh, oh, From the other stories, I mean. Like, the other, because it's like, you know, like, we get up to them, and we, and I, so, because, yeah, we were in the library. This is Rod. This is Hank. Like, that bad. But, yeah, I mean, that's what, because once you get to that point in the stories, they were are often regularly going at it. That's yeah. what happens. Have you ever Googled um, no. slang, slang yeah. terms for penis? No. no. There are <laughs> hundreds. <laughs> and you look Sean. at some and you never. I, I, I just shake my head. I thought, what have I been missing? <laughs> <Little big man. laughs> Apparently, maybe he died. He's been looking them up. They all have names, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I must say, mm-hmm. having a male in our group certainly adds variety. Yep. Lily Suckett's cousin. <laughs> but like, there's there's sort of a, there's a you know basically a, in the in the the heat level we're gonna go with the description. Right. You know, there's sort of those there's accepted sort okay. of there's some terms Shaft that are generally. Okay. Shaft is one. I've yeah. seen Rod. Rod's Rod. probably a little bit less. Yeah. yeah. So at other time, and then like I said, there's the the cocks and the dicks and the yeah. <laughs> manhood. Member manhood manhood yeah. shows up as man roots. Yes, in the manhood, Victorian yeah. in the Victorian dated Regency type romances. Yeah. That's often there because of course the women are. You know, and here with Jane Austen, we don't even know that men have. No, nope, not at all. <laughs> It was badly done, Emma. Badly done indeed. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what were you really saying, it, Mr. Knight? And it just occurred to me that Dickens doesn't have any sex scenes. No. We, he often yep. refers to fallen women and women that I was are... I say, he's so much darker, though, right? Like, he's... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see the garbage in the street. Oh, you I know. See the, oh, I know. The, the, yeah, and the and the, the atmosphere. Oh, and I, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I returned to. I like the writing. Dickens is I great. Really do like I the writing. Go back to some sentences that are a paragraph long. Yeah. You know, oh, I just I read hate that. a tale of two. Yeah, cities. but it's just so well done. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. When you have writing that is just exciting, and, and and it was a serial. Oh, he just I mean, wrote every, and wrote and yeah. wrote. Every week he'd have another chapter. There wasn't a novel. How do you write just, a bloody chapter? Because he wanted to sell magazines. All of them were done. They're all for magazines. Yeah. So. Okay, I knew Christmas Carol. And people that was their uh, soap opera of the day. Each week to pick up the, you know, and they're 50 chapters long. It'll take a whole year to read the book. Yeah. Oh, going back to your your account, the soap opera. Yes. Uh, I I dated a girl. It was Jack and Jennifer and Bo and Hope. So, what? Sorry. Days of our lives. Yes. Oh. Days of our lives. Days of our lives were. I dated These girls the that days, days of our lives was the 
one like Jack and Jennifer, the characters. Okay, and the one like sorry, Bill I and didn't Hope. know what you, yes. I've gotcha. never watched it. Well, I know Others exactly what you're talking opera. about. <laughs> yeah, and they're still the same. Like, they <laughs> haven't changed. Pretty much. Either. Do you know what was interesting on that shift? Only on the afternoon shift, I would sometimes watch these soap operas. And then, there was that Canadian one, too. What was then, it of course, I'd have a day off. Uh, and it took all my willpower. Not to go to the television yeah. to yes. turn it on. Yeah, because you get are bloody addicted. <clears throat> yeah. But other than at the hospital, I never watched a soap. Yeah. When I was in high school, kids couldn't stay for practice or art group yeah. or whatever. They had to run home and watch Peyton Place. Yeah. It was the frat boys would watch a certain thing. soap because then they could pick up girls and have something to talk about. Oh my god. My grandmother oh. started me on them. I'd come home from school and she'd have them on. Yeah. And so yeah. we were watching three or four of them. Yeah. No. There was a Canadian one. I can't Another remember. World and General Hospital Another, I used to watch. Yeah. And Guiding Edge Lines. Edge of Night. Edge of Night. Yeah, that's it. Is that that's, the one? I think that's one it, yeah. As, like As the World Turns. As the World Turns. I never yeah, saw any of those. Edge of Night was only 30 minutes, though, compared to... And but I don't think they're on anymore because people don't like them. Young well, and the Restless, they, General they, Hospital are still on. They've been replaced by things what? like Downton Abbey. Yep. That was a bloody soap yep. opera. Yeah. Honestly, you know. Once Another World ended, I sort of... that was Another World was the big one with my grandmother, and so okay. that, was, yeah. that was the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, General Hospital and Young and the Restless, for sure. Bold and Beautiful still might be on. My, in-law, my mother-in-law watches some of them. I don't watch them. I remember my shock when someone was murdered. Do you remember the guy that was killed in the boathouse? Is that Rocky? Which one is that? He was drowned. And when they opened this hatch in the floor, he was floating in there. And I was like, oh, my God. Well, contract. Uh, this innocent little show that I thought I was. <laughs> oh, yeah, they whacked him all the time. Are they really dead? Well, that's the other thing. They're just mostly back. dead. <laughs> the, um, Mac and Rachel. The uh, newest, not the newest version, but the version of uh, Les Mis, the musical with uh, Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. and Anne Hathaway, um, was thinking of fallen women and sex. Um, there's um, a scene in there where she's singing and, and being accosted and whatever. It's very, very potent, um, much more so than the original one. Um, and it, it really took me off guard. Mm-hmm. You know, they they don't know they're they're making love to one who's dead is the line in the song, and she's in an alley or you know on the street, and yep. she's lying in some kind of a crate or something that obviously looks coffin like, and the brutality of the of the men, mm. and how they they got away with it. It was uh, it was it's, it was almost too graphic for me. Mm-hmm. I thought I read the book, I saw the musical in New York twice, saw it you know on the first version here but that one that one sort of did me in i said okay <laughs> well, you remember luke and laura where yep I-, I missed the scenes apparently he had raped her oh and then they ended up together and ma- i was like mind control how did we get here <laughs> yeah yeah Sorry. it was okay it was mind control <laughs> i never yes. watched these i just uh, yes. i've i've learned the lingo and my wife would joke about, oh, his mind control is okay. <laughs> I'm like, but Carrie, it was reprehensible. Like, how would you? Oh, but it was different. It was a soap opera. <laughs> yeah. Because of the story. Basically, they put him through the ringer because that's what you do to keep the people's attention. Is it, uh, uh, tell me why people watch soaps. Is it like a, a vicarious thing? Is it like, you know, I think, I, I think this it's never a similar to, yeah, yeah, so I can watch it and, and yeah. okay. I'm not getting the steaminess in my life, or the steaminess in my life is not, yeah. you know, the it's right It's just time. distraction. It's a, yeah, it's escape. It's yeah. the same with a lot of things. 
And you can yeah, hate the one of, girl and yes, like the one girl. The and... <clears throat> Everyone loves a train wreck. I mean, that's what really it's reality TV. That's I not real watch, anymore. I, see, I don't watch that. Well, reality yeah. basically it's a train wreck. A it's friend so of mine, yeah, took part in a retail, uh, reality TV program. His company was it was a pilot and it never went anywhere. But he uh, he just scoffed. He said. Reality TV isn't anywhere close to it. Everything was staged. Oh, they were yeah. told yeah, what to do. They were told this. They were told Everything that. is, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, anyway. No, Put a I'm, bunch of boys and girls together, and they'll soon be fighting amongst themselves. Do you know I got... I hate those shows, though. I yeah. got rid of television. It'll be three years ago in last September, and I've never missed it. I never know an ad, so people thought, oh, you've seen the ad with so-and-so? No. I feel like, well, what am I, an ostrich with my head in the sand? No. But it got to a point where I'd be scrolling through and there'd be nothing. All we have is Netflix. Yeah. See, now I was going to say, that's, that's where I that's, feel like I'm in the dark age because we don't have Netflix. So yeah, like, did you I see have, the show? It's on Netflix. Yeah. I don't have Netflix. What do you mean you don't have Netflix? Yeah. I have Netflix, Netflix and that's what I watch. Yeah. You know, when I need entertainment, I go and they change yeah. things regularly. Yeah. You don't happen to watch The Good Place, do you? Yeah. Okay, well, now they're in season four. And I, it's just hilarious. Somebody dies and goes to, they think they've gone to heaven, but it's really hell. And it's Ted Dance and, and oh, it, it's and Kristen Bell. So and Kristen Bell. Who is just funny as all get out. Oh, yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. It is the writing is and they're twenty two minutes. You know well, this is my mom has it. Yeah. So it's like we go over and we're like, Okay, what are we watching? Well, watch, watch the good or Disney places. we have access yeah. to Disney Plus, so we saw Hamilton. Oh, did you? Oh wow. Oh my god, it was amazing. I hadn't anyway, done that. I have yeah. to see it yeah. again, but it was awesome. Yeah. Have you and watched Good Omens? I that's on Amazon. No. Well it's on Amazon. It's a Neil Gaiman. I think I've seen so good. David Tennant is in it. Now, what is Amazon another? Amazon Prime. Yeah, we bought Amazon Prime just long enough to see that. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'll write (laughs) it down in case it comes to Netflix. What's it called? Good Omens. Good Omen. I've downloaded it now. I'm always looking for for something to watch. (laughs) I I watched the Lemony Snickets, the original one. (laughs) I often watch children's movies, but Lemony Snickets is... Oh, those are good. uh, It was excellent. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, scariest movie. Uh,